This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. This podcast is here for anyone who is interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it, and this is the very beginning. Crypto Curious is a place to get started as we cover off all the basics that you need to know. And this week, we want to reward our loyal listeners with some crypto on the Bamboo app. But to hear about it, we're being a bit sneaky. You're going to have to stay with us until the very end of this episode, and then we'll tell you about it. But for the new listeners, we recommend heading back to the earlier episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive headfirst in, then let's do it. Today, it's just Craig and I, and we are heading back to episode two of our NFT series. We're going to go deep today on gaming NFTs. Craig, so what do we mean by NFT gaming? Well, this one's a cracker, but I guess before we kick off, there's a lot of terminology that's probably useful to know. So before we dive in, if you're new to NFTs, check out episode seven, No Fungible Idea, where we go through some of the basics of Web3, the metaverse and digital ownership. If you're familiar with these terms and let's crack on. So NFT gaming has really revolutionized industry like art, which was last week's series, episode series music, which we're doing next, and gaming, which we're talking about today. So with gaming, it's received a lot of attention recently because of play-to-earn games. Now, there's games now which have their own native token and you can actually play and earn real money. Not a bad way to make money, eh, Trace? Yeah, playing games, that sounds good. Yeah, but I think before we do dive right into gaming, let's have a little look again at the NFT industry as a whole and this, the sheer volume that it represents because it might seem easy to poke fun at people who are paying thousands, sometimes millions of dollars for these digital images of pixelated monkeys eating their toasted sandwiches that can be, you know, easily reproduced online. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that there's no real usability here. These are just collectibles. Um, that are, you know, highly desirable. But as a result of these, NFTs have really risen in popularity. If we look back to 2020, it was under 100 million that was being spent in this space. And if we look back at last year, it was up to 25 billion, which is huge. And the numbers for this year are already 
you know, mind boggling. So when we spoke about NFTs last episode, we spoke about the NFTs and and looking at these having this usability. And we talked about that through building community. Uh, And what we were saying there was basically that having ownership grants you access and rights and different benefits to different type of reward schemes and early releases. And we spoke about getting, you know, I think access to beers and, and hoodies and, but not just that different type of events and other type of things. Yeah. And it's for this reason that NFTs and games are a perfect fit because rather than buying a digital ape that you can just have as a flex in your wallet, you can now buy the new sword or the new gun on Fortnite, which gives you an advantage over other people, which is, again, a desirable asset that you can resell, resell for tokens and then move across ecosystems. We'll get into that a little bit more, but I just want to sort of talk about how things work in today's gaming world where I log into FIFA or I log into Call of Duty. I may have spent money on the platform before and that money is stuck in that ecosystem. I can't resell my Call of Duty gun. I can't resell my FIFA Ultimate Team packs that I've bought. It stays in the game. But now with NFTs, if everything's a non-fungible token and an asset, you can now sell it on the blockchain and move it towards other games when you're sick of the game you're playing. So it's huge. Yeah, so all those people that have spent, you know, years and years playing games like Mario Kart or Halo or World of Warcraft that have spent all this money and time and effort, you know, there's a possibility now that you could take that out of that ecosystem and sell it on an NFT marketplace, which is which is pretty, pretty huge. But let's sidestep a minute away from that gaming kind of rabbit warren and talk about how it's connected via the metaverse because these two things often come up in the same conversation. So let's explain a little bit, Craig, about how gaming and the metaverse um, are steeped together. Well, that's what the metaverse is trying to be, a world where you can trade assets in between different applications within the metaverse and sort of live in this metaverse and do different things. So, you know, we've talked about the fact in the past how there's brands that are buying up these virtual spaces inside these metaverses like Decentraland and Sandbox, names like Nike, Sony, Gucci, Manchester City. And the reason why they're dropping some serious dollars on land and stores and all that is that they can offer their customers a unique experience that can't be offered anywhere else. So for example, Manchester City, they might buy, you know, a stadium within the metaverse and have their star player um, talk to their fans live and have a live stream with their fans, which is something that's never been possible before. And, you know, the implications of that, you know, tickets to see a player talk to the audience can be resold. And, you know, it creates a digital economy that mm. um, is something that's never been done before. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, look, the metaverse is you know, it boggles my mind and it really, I know we've said it before, but it comes back to that ready player one thing. It really is, you know, ready player one. And to some people, it's going to be the way of the future. It really is. And it might seem a little bit far-fetched to those who probably have no exposure to the metaverse yet and really don't understand it. But, you know, gaming will probably be that entry point to this shift to kind of the way that it's it's living, or the way that we may be living one day in the future, which is really scary to think about. 
it might be a good time to actually talk about play to earn that you mentioned earlier. So these metaverse gaming platforms, tradable NFTs, enable these NFTs to earn as they play. So I just want to give you guys a sense of like these digital economies that we've spoken about in the past. Like only Axie Infinity has two and a half million daily active users and the company trades between 30 to 40 million of marketplace trading volume every day. Now, if you think about what people are trading, they're trading the Axie fairies, they're trading the land, they're trading the boost that you can get. Where are these people doing this? All in the Philippines, pretty much. 50% of them are in the Philippines. And it's creating this digital economy where you can speculate, trade, buy and sell assets within the game and turn it into almost like a job or a side hustle and Axie Infinity are like taking a clip of each, you know, of each transaction. So you can imagine the amount of revenue that Axie Infinity are making off this. You can you can you can speak to that a little bit further, Craig, because you actually took the plunge and did that, didn't you? Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah. So after our first NFT episode, we touched on this Axie thing, and I actually took the liberty to make my own Axie team. <laughs> um, Jacko Capital, they're called, and I have a game manager called Joanne, and she manages like five or six players for me. Wow. Um, they play Axie for me every day and every month they she let me she lets me know how much SLP I owe her. What's SLP, sorry? Yeah, Smooth Love Potion, which is like the right. play to earn token, mm-hmm. which has like 50% in halved in value. So the economics of even doing this don't, don't really add up. But <laughs> when I've, I only did it to just test the waters. And also the whole gaming industry is worth $180 billion. What's that going to be worth when every game has its own digital economy? So Axie that we did speak about before, and this is the game that's live now that everyone's playing and it's kind of like little Pokemon battles. That's the caricatures, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. So by creating these market forces, Axie have the ability, because as you can imagine, they're making a transaction fee on each trade. They have the ability to give some of this back to the user base in the play to earn way, which is something that's never been done before. So what you're saying as well, another thing to think about is that, you know, as players earn and leave the games, you know, the economy can be inflated. So that's something to think about. Look, on that, I looked into things and there's another one to look out for. There's a game that kind of tackles that issue a little bit more head on and that's called Supremacy. So this is a metaverse that's a play to earn project that's looking a bit more long term for the economy of players to benefit from. Supremacy's economy is built on a project utility token called SUPS. So it's a fixed supply token that operates in an economy and replicating the typical supply and demands of resources. So there's the flow, there's the units of account, it's got the scarcity and other important things that go along with it. So all the resources within the game are subject to traditional market forces. Uh, And unlike some of the other projects, the value of SUPS is not directly correlated with the flows of SUPS within the platform. It's a really interesting model. Um, it's worth looking into if you're interested in this kind of thing within the sector. Is it live now? Is the platform live? It's not live yet. No, it's in beta at the moment. I know they've got quite an intensive roadmap that I was looking through and I think they do have some releases planned in the next coming weeks. I'll put something in the show notes below actually if anyone's interested in taking another look. You know, when we did our research for this episode, I noticed that a lot of these games are actually early in the beta phase, except Axie, of course. Mm. Um, even though Axie was exposed to a hack, actually, 
recently where 600 million was stolen. Yeah, that was just today. What do you know about it? So 600 million was exploited from Ronin, which is the blockchain that they transact and trade and play on. I don't think they've really figured out why. And, you know, this is sort of one of the biggest hacks that I can remember in modern times. But Axie's really the only one that's out of beta and is operating fully, but, you know, probably should have stayed in beta. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we actually are really early on these play-to-earn games that we're talking about. So what else is usable now? Well, I touched on it before, um, you know, Sandbox and Decentraland are both very similar concepts where they're metaverses that have land, games, and you can sort of develop on top of them. Um, they're both built on the Ethereum network, but what can actually happen is me, me, Tracy and Blake can get into the Decentraland metaverse, play a bit of poker, and then I might get sick of Tracy beating me so I can just leave the poker <laughs> the poker room and go play something else, take my assets of what's left of my assets through to another game, which is something that is pretty cool. I mean, back on the play to earn, we've touched on this before, but Star Atlas promises to be a really big game on Solana. And it's pretty much like a Star Wars in a game form where these starships are selling for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And these own market forces are within the game where you can buy and sell like weapons, machinery, vehicles. Um, It's not live yet. I think it's going to take a few years. But, you know, the graphics from the trail look pretty unreal. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I think Star Atlas looks awesome. Like their Discord group is one of the biggest I've even seen and there's so many other YouTube channels already dedicated to any snippet of news that pops out just on Star Atlas. So we should have bought that ship when we talked about it a few months ago, dude. Yeah, I know. Oh, well. (laughs) We've also got the long-standing Crypto Kitties, which was one of the original crypto games that came out. That one you'll hear bits and pieces around again, really big community there, cute little kitties. I don't know much about the game myself, but again, it's been around for a long time. We also probably could talk about a bunch of other names that unless you're in the space wouldn't mean a lot to you, but they're in the top 12 constantly and and those are names like Battle of Guardians, Guild of Guardian, Splinterland, So Rare, which I've been hearing a lot about So Rare recently, Alluvium, which I think we've mentioned in the past, and Cyball. We should also mention Gods Unchained, which is a trading card, free-to-play, play-to-earn model, where users can build decks of playing cards to play against each other. And it's a bit different to the other ones that we've mentioned because it's kind of think across between Pokemon and poker, but you know, instead of cute little critters, they're more scary looking critters. So it's more of a, a trading card playing game. So Gods on Chain actually has its own marketplace for doing these trading cards and it's run on the Immutable X platform. And this one provides gas fiend transactions in its own marketplace. And we should probably touch on Immutable X, Craig, the um, fellow Aussie company. Yeah, so they're actually, you know, Australia's top growing startup from last year. To explain them, you know, you need to think about the traditional gaming. You know, if you build a game, you either build it for PlayStation 5 or Xbox. So think of Immutable X as like the platform on which these games are built on top of. Now, Axie Infinity's game is built on the Ronin chain, which means the transactions on the Ronin chain are quick. They're fast because they're optimized for the Axie game. And that's the only game that runs on that chain is Axie. Now, Immutable X are aiming to be this, but on top of Ethereum. 
Now, if you've ever interacted with OpenSea before, which is built on top of Ethereum, you'll, you'll probably notice that the gas fees are quite high. Transaction takes a bit of time and you probably don't want this in a gaming environment because any bit of lag is no good. <laughs> um, I'm, I mostly blame lag for my terribleness at COD, but <laughs> Immutable X pretty much aims to be the platform where transactions can settle quickly, cheaply on top of the Ethereum network. So all these games that Trace and talking about are built on top of Immutable X. And if Immutable X can get it right as like underpinning the next wave of play to earn, they're in a very good position, I think. Absolutely. I think they're in a very good position right now after just having raised $200 million in a capital raising effort. So I'll be watching them very, very closely. But, you know, on that, Craig, if we, the regular Joe, want to get involved in this because we think that they are the future of gaming, how can we... How can we invest or how can we get involved in what Immutable X are up to? Is there a token or something? They do have a token, IMX. It's on most of the major exchanges. Um, So go in and check that out. Um, But I'm not personally invested myself. Well, I think let's take a break there. And when we get back, we'll talk about how gaming can be compatible with one another. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. So we've just given you a big long list of games that you can go out and have a look at and potentially play. But some of those games are on Solana, some of those games are on Ethereum, and there'll be other blockchains that you'll be playing those games on as well. But what we want to talk about now is what happens when they are cross-chain. What happens when you want to take your NFT to a different blockchain? How does that work? Because it's not very clear right now. So for example, there is a game out there that I found, Craig, called Blockchain Cuties. And this was the first game out there in the market that offers the users the ability to play on various blockchains. So for example, you could take your little avatar and play your same kind of content on EOS or Neo, Ethereum or Tron. So you're basically going and playing your game on a different marketplace on a different chain. But this was the only game that allows you to do this so far. Yeah, I I think it's not very clear how that will work, but I suspect that if you're building a game on Solana or Ethereum, you probably don't have much incentive to create cross-chain capabilities. Like if you're making a game right now, a PlayStation game, do you really want to collaborate with other games on Xbox? Like probably not. You want to sort of keep that revenue and keep the trading fees on the one chain. But I mean, in saying that, I think the way that it'll work will probably be quite manual from the consumer point of view. So you know, you might sell your ship on Star Atlas on Solana because you really want to play Alluvium. So, you know, you sell your ship for Solana on Star Atlas and then you bridge over to the Ethereum chain with either a stable coin or whatever and then you manually buy your assets on Alluvium on Ethereum rather than the games doing it for you. We're probably a long way from that whole cross-chain experience, I think. Because what you're saying is that 
there has because there has been talk out there of these major publishers or big developers that you're talking about, you know, theoretically teaming up and allowing in-game NFTs to work across these different platforms. But like you're saying, there's no real incentive for them to do that right now. But in theory, that's the only way that it would happen. Well, yeah, in theory. But like also what about what's meta doing? Are meta just going to be their own metaverse and not want to play ball with some of the other chains? Like what chain is meta going to be on? Mm, I just don't think it's very clear right now, you know, but I think that's what we're working towards, I guess you know, games bringing together, you know, all these different types of tribes that all want to work together and, you know, being able to work across these different blockchains. But it's going to take it's going to take time for that to happen. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, the, the same principle hasn't changed where, you know, in today's world, in today's games, if I buy a gun or a skin on Fortnite, they're stuck in that ecosystem. Even if these new blockchain games aren't cross-compatible, there is at least a way to pull your value out, whether it's manual, whether it's automatic. There's a, now finally a way for you to sell an asset and then move to a newer game or to another game that your mates are playing on that you want to try out. So now there's actually going to be a way to do that which has never been possible before. But what can NFTs and other blockchain concepts bring to games that don't already exist? I think it's the marketplace and digital economy side of things that doesn't exist currently. Call of Duty, FIFA, they're not incentivized for you to speculate on their assets in-game. They only want to sell you what they have and then they take the profit for themselves. They don't give anything back to the user. They only just spend the money on the product to develop. But now by the second economy, this digital economy enables these games to actually give back to the user. So for example, I'm a massive FIFA player. I might spend money in FIFA. I'm giving money to FIFA, but now I can resell my players for real cash. And now if I win games, I might be able to actually win real money that I can take off the platform, which then if that's the case, I might resign, Trace. <laughs> oh, God. Hopefully that doesn't happen because we need you. But look, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess what we need to remember is that these games and all these gaming services, they are owned by, you know, these major platforms. So this may be a while away. You know, who knows where this is going, but it's an interesting space and I'm sure we're all going to be watching it with very keen eyes. But that almost wraps it up. So whoever's made it to the end, should we tell them about our special code, Craig? Yeah, so you made it to the end. You've learned about all these games. We now want to give you guys a bit of a kickstart into your Bamboo app with the code CURIOUS, which will give you $10 in Ethereum. So whack that in your Bamboo app, CURIOUS. Uh, it'll be in your onboarding process to ask you for a promo code. So, yeah, get started putting your spare change to work with some ETH. What do you think, Trace? It's one of your favourites, isn't it? Ethereum all the way. So that is the Bamboo code CURIOUS when signing up for the Bamboo app. On that, I think we'll leave it there. We love hearing from our listeners and finding out what you want to know about crypto. So please send us an email at podcast at getbamboo.io and follow us on social media. And make sure you hit the follow button whenever you're listening to us, like right now, so you don't miss an episode and get notified every time we release a new one. We'd also love for you to share this podcast with your family and friends because we know there are a lot of people out there who are very crypto curious, so send them our way. And why don't you copy and paste this episode? You can send this link out to your mate that's always been banging on about NFTs. And don't forget, please rate and review us in your podcast app. But thanks again so much for listening to us and hopefully you'll join us next week. Bye for now. See you guys. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. 
All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.